Hello, this is Domin with a new extra episode of the Audio Epics podcast. We don't really have any new stories just yet to um, to play to you, but that's all right. This episode is more of a a little update of where we are, as well as a tribute, as well as another tribute. Last week I brought a tribute to Bill Holweg, one of our friends who passed away. It's actually been a bit of a crazy few months lately. Um, In the past three months, um, besides Bill, I lost two of my grandparents and uh, our parish priest who baptized our son also died. And today, actually, I'd like to just take a little time to bring a special tribute to my grandfather who passed away three months ago today. The reason why I want to do that is because the very fact that I'm standing here in uh, this little booth and uh, recording this, the fact that I've made the audio dramas, you know, the the Will of the Woods, um, Witch Hunter, everything, it's all because of my grandfather. Because when I was a little boy, he was the one who really introduced me to the magic of audio. My grandfather was always a big fan, a hobbyist when it came to audio equipment. In fact, during the Second World War, he made radios for the resistance against the Germans. He almost got caught for that, and if that had happened, I wouldn't even have existed. So I think that's pretty impressive. So, all through my childhood, I was used to seeing my grandfather, you know, uh, playing around with uh, mixing panels and, and stereos and CD players and what have you. One of the things he really loved doing was just recording singing birds. He he often went out early in the morning um, just to be able to record, I don't know, a a blackbird singing or or some other bird, and um, as well as um, church bells. He recorded lots and lots of singing birds and church bells. And then he he liked to just mix those over a piece of music, for example and uh, make little mixtapes like that was a hobby of his. And so my grandfather, actually, he came out and and started recording these sort of ghost story cassette tapes for me. And he would use the music of uh, Danse Macabre by Camille Saint-Saëns, which is a fantastic, beautiful piece of music, if you haven't heard it, um, that really just um, captures the feeling of you know, graves opening at night and, and skeletons coming out and dancing on their own graves. And um, that's what it's about, um, the, that little piece of music. And um, it's, it's just gorgeous. And he used that and then he, he used his, uh, his keys and he jangled them to sort of um, recreate the sound of, you know, rattling bones, etc. And then he would, um, when, the, when the morning came, he would use... Uh, mix one of his bird songs into the mix and his, uh, you know, church bells to signal that, you know, dawn had arrived and the skeletons crawled back into their graves. And, um, you know, he made those for me and I was there. I, I could see him do all this stuff, mixing these things and jangling his keys and creating sound effects. And, and of course, he would narrate this as well. He would tell the story of what, what happened and, And, um, you know, it was a very simple thing, but they had a wonderful influence on me, actually. 
those ghost cassettes as I called them. And then later on my, my brother also um, used to make those similar cassette tapes for me but then he would just tell funny stories and you know tell ridiculous stories about uh, Darth Vader arriving in the real world etc. Um, he may not remember that but I do. Um, <laughs> And from there I started listening to more of these cassette tapes, uh, professionally produced cassette tapes that told, you know, fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. And, um, and then when I got a little bit older, I also listened to Flemish audio dramas based on Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson was one, uh, King Kong was another, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And even some um, historical biographies that were turned into sort of audio dramas. Um, and, uh, there was a Julius Caesar one and a Charlemagne one. And uh, listening to all of this stuff, um, just I loved it. I loved listening to that stuff. And then when I was about 14 years old, I remember that vividly, um, I visited the UK for the first time and entered the bookstore and I saw that these tapes were everywhere. Um, they were actually quite ordinary in the UK. And that's where I found The Hobbit. I had already read I had already read The Hobbit at that point. I was already a big fan. Um, and so just the idea that The Hobbit had been turned into, you know, an audio story just really excited me. And so I, I bought it with uh, what little money I had back then, and I listened to it. Uh, and I listened to it at home, and I completely fell in love with the medium. That was a BBC production. It was, you know, very well done. It had um, real old music, by which I mean it had a, an original score that was entirely in the style of medieval music, real medieval music which really added, it sounded, some would say it sounds like a bunch of kazoos, but um, I thought it was incredibly atmospheric. And from there, uh, of, of course, the next stop was the Lord of the Rings cassette tapes. 13 cassette tapes also produced by the BBC with um, Ian Holm, who plays Bilbo in the movie. Um, he played uh, Frodo in uh, the audio drama. And I... I remember I was, um, I've told this many times before, I was in um, in a very old farmhouse on the, the French border at the time. I think I was about 15 or 16 years old and I listened to The Lord of the Rings at night in an environment that looked quite a bit like the Shire and the whole picture was perfect. And I devoured those cassette tapes. I devoured them. And once I had listened to those, I knew that I was in love with uh, audio drama, with audio stories, and this, is, this was something I wanted to pursue, I wanted to do. And, well, <laughs> now we are 20 years later and I'm, I'm still doing it. And all of that started with my grandfather and his jangling keys. <laughs> so I want to thank him for that. Um, I also want to thank him for being a fantastic, wonderful man with a lot of wisdom, a lot of patience, 
and a great sense of humor. He never really cared about all the fantasy stuff that I was into. <laughs> I remember that um, when I when I was watching Star Wars, he would comment <laughs> on the movie, and um, he would say things like, you know, he would he he would refer to uh, Princess Leia as the girl who was about to was about to do her um, first communion because of the white dress she was wearing. And Chewbacca, he called Chewbacca the laughing cow for some reason. <laughs> and uh, Darth Vader was the panting Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have good memories of his, um, his strange comments on, on Star Wars. Anyway, all of that stuff <laughs> is maybe not that relevant, but it's just... It's a wonderful, wonderful set of memories, really. He, he gave me so many wonderful memories. A wonderful man with a wonderful twinkle in his eye. And a, a true inspiration, I have to say, a true inspiration. So thank you for that, Grandpa. Now, in other news, we teased a new story recently. Um, <laughs> on YouTube, I released a tiny little... Um, Preview, if even that, it's not even really a preview because you don't hear anything. It was just, um, it was just some images, really, of, um, of a new story that we're creating. If you haven't seen it, the story is called The Beast of the Western Wilds. And it is a witch hunter story. It is, in fact, um, a prequel in a way. It's not really a prequel. It's, it's, um... A Ludlow story that takes place before Witch Hunter. It is um, one of the gripping cases that Ludlow had to solve. It takes place in a small town far away from the great city of Seven Peaks, and it's really more of a claustrophobic thriller, a supernatural thriller, really. That's sort of the, the idea that we're going for. A very different feel from the epic Witch Hunter, but still set in the same world, the same universe. Now, I'm still writing this, um, and um, unfortunately, the process is not as fast as I would like. But I'm absolutely really doing my best to make sure that we can, we can finish this this year, uh, within 2017. I, I want to release for you guys The Beast of the Western Wilds, the audio version. You know, with music and sound effects, etc. But um, please don't kill me if we don't make it. Uh, it's, it's just not set in stone and time is not always our friend. But I'm excited about it. So that's that. I want to say a little word of thanks to our listeners on YouTube and our subscribers, our subscribers on YouTube. It's um, it's been rather impressive. I mean, rather overwhelming, really, the response that we've had ever since we put Witch Hunter and Will of the Woods on YouTube. Um, you know, these stories existed earlier, and um, and and they existed purely on in audio format on Bandcamp and on Podbean as a podcast, and they were doing uh, okay. Um, but most of the listeners were really the the same people who had backed the crowdfunding campaign that made Witch Hunter possible. But ever since we 
we put it on YouTube, suddenly um, the results have been kind of overwhelming. There have been so many more listeners than before. And so many reactions, so much response. And if I, if I may say so, almost all of it really positive. And that's it's actually been kind of kind of humbling i mean kind of overwhelming because i'm i'm used to youtube being you know a place where people come to complain about things <laughs> and um and here we have we've had so many positive reactions it's um it's amazing really and i just want to thank all of you who have subscribed who have commented who have shared our stuff with other people um i'm just really grateful for that um, because that's what helps us grow and what helps us continue and of course I also want to say a special thanks to those people who have been so you know um, given us so much faith that they decided to purchase our stories on Bandcamp I mean you can listen to the whole thing on YouTube Um, if you get the Bandcamp version you get some extras you don't get my Horrible, annoying uh, talk in the beginnings. Uh, <laughs> but um, but other than that, it's the same story. And some people have actually, you know, have actually said, yeah, I like this so much or, or I, I want to support you guys so much that I decide to purchase the download or to buy the, uh, the USB cassette tape thing, you know. Um, and that's, that's amazing. That is really impressive. It's very gratifying and very humbling and I'm just very grateful to all of you who have done that. You didn't need to, but you did. And that's great. Now I'm going to quit rambling and if all goes well I will talk to you guys again in the not too distant future. And hopefully not too long from now we can finally release some new fiction which is really, I mean, that's what you're here for, right? I know. <laughs> um, same goes for me, you know, really. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to re- finally recording some new audio stories. Um, so let's hope that uh, that day will come soon. All right. This is Domin signing off. <laughs>